This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 3, Crystal Palace nil. Three more points on the board as Liverpool add late gloss to Mane's 100th strike for the Reds. Guy Clark here. Welcome along to the post-game podcast as we bring you reaction to the 3-0 win over Patrick Vieira's Eagles. Coming up, we'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp's press conference as well as a number of our Reds regulars. As ever, though, first up, we head across to Anfield and to the Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. <laughs> Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool march on a 3-0 win here at Anfield against Crystal Palace has taken them to the top of the league outright, uh, if only for today. Um, Liverpool running out comfortable winners in the end, uh, an almost routine, understated kind of victory that was uh, basically uh, the exploitation of uh, Crystal Palace's inability to defend set pieces, all three goals. Coming from corners, uh, Costa Simakas uh, swung in the first one, Mohamed Salah's header fell to Sadio Mane for his 100th Liverpool goal in all competitions. Um, Liverpool, um, to be fair to them, they will hit great heights in this uh, this afternoon in Anfield, a 3pm kickoff, of course, a rarity in these parts these days. But Liverpool fully deserving of the victory. Ibrahim uh, Akanate on his Premier League debut. Um, alongside Virgil van Dijk, uh, Costa Simakas at left back, and James Milner filled in for the ill Trent Alexander Arnold meant that Liverpool had a completely different back four to the one that started against AC Milan on Wednesday evening, but um, they did manage to keep a clean sheet. Liverpool, of course, have now only seeded one goal this season in the league, and that uh, kind of imperious defensive form has taken them uh, to the top of the league, as we say. Um, the second half, Liverpool continues to push uh, Mane's goal. Uh, give them a, a bit of a nervy lead, it must be said. Alison Becker was probably called into action a little bit more than he would have liked. Uh, didn't make any particularly great saves and wasn't really needed to, but he had to be alert and brave on a couple of occasions to ensure that uh, Palace were kept out at the back. And uh, It was left to Salah to make it 2-0 once again from a corner. He met it at the back post, he was unmarked, and he volleyed past uh, Vicente Guaita to make it 2-0. Liverpool uh, fully deserving of, of that lead and then it was left to Nabucator to really light up the afternoon with an outstanding left-footed volley from the, the edge of the box after Gray to the uh, half clear the corner with a punch and uh, his, uh, his celebration, um, well, to be fair, it's uh, quite really belied the kind of strike that it was. It was a superb strike and probably Liverpool's goal of the season so far, has to be said. So uh, Liverpool march on a ultimately comfortable 3-0 win. They're looking good, they're, uh, they're looking strong. Uh, Klopp made six changes for this one, but the outcome is still the same. Liverpool really um, utilising the depth of their squad at the moment, and um, it's something that some of the naysayers say that they haven't got. But uh, yeah, and Klopp seems to be proving that they have got it at the moment. And to the top of the league they go. It's finished here in Anfield. Liverpool three, uh, Crystal Palace nil. Paul Gorse reporting for the Echo from Anfield. Plenty of reaction across on the Liverpool Echo website. Do go and check it out. A 3-0 win then for the Reds. A debut for Ibrahima Kanate and Sadio Mane striking his 100th in Reds colours. Let's hear what Jurgen Klopp made of all of that in this afternoon's showing. Mohamed Salah was on the score sheet again today. He's had a really good week. Was it kind of a reminder to the rest of the Premier League that while other teams are going out and trying to fight for the best centre forwards in Europe, essentially Liverpool have got that in we were not here today for uh, sending any kind of signs to the outside world. Uh, we were here to fight a real strong Crystal Palace team. Uh, that was really a tough one. Um, we could have scored from other situations, but didn't. So we needed our set pieces. And that more scored is, should not be a massive surprise. Uh, Salio scored a nine time in the row against Crystal Palace, which is ex- exceptional. 
I scored as one of the goal for Liverpool in all competition. It's exceptional. So Naby Keita scored the most wonderful goal of all three. So um, that's all important for us. But it, I told the boys after the game, this was one of the most hard-fought 3 nil I ever saw. They had to give up to everything. And um, so I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased because when you when uh, in a season, when you're Liverpool, you win football games from time to time. Most of the, when you win, usually you are really good or brilliant. Today we were not brilliant, but we we're good. And we, we, we took the, or we accepted the battle uh, Crystal Palace was here for. Um, and that's why I'm really happy about the result, really happy about the performance. Um, this Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday rhythm is just at the most tricky one in the Premier League. Um, and so we came through that now for the moment. Very important with all the changes we had to make and some or one we didn't want to make, but that worked out really well with Million right back. So, um, no, was not brilliant, but really good. And I like that. Okay, thank you, Emma. We'll go to Chris Bascom from The Telegraph and then to Carmack and PA. Chris. Can you hear me, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, all good. Um, just a few more words on Sadio. Yeah, can you mention him there? But just his immense contribution. To, he's, I think he's only 18 Liverpool players. He's got 100 goals. And over five years, he's just contributed so much. He did. He did. So, um, and, but obviously people then forget that around these 100 goals, he worked incredibly hard. <laughs> um, defended for us, the wing. Um, pressed high. Counter-pressed, um, created goals, set up goals, set up chances, all the kind of stuff. So the 100 goals are just one number. There are so many other numbers which are similar important. But I'm really happy for him that he could reach that today. And um, so, yeah, massive achievement in this glorious history of this club. Only 18 players, if that's right, scored 100 goals. That says a lot because um, nowadays players are usually not that long in clubs. So I'm really happy that I could work now already for five years together with that. And um, it's just a, a top player. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. We've got to Carl Markham, then to James Pierce. Carl. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Hi. Uh, four changes in the week, six changes today. What does that say about the depth of your squad that you can uh, come and get results like this? Yeah, I don't know what it says exactly, but we had to do the changes and that was clear. Um, the house had this morning um, after breakfast, um, Trent didn't feel right. Uh, we actually planned to start him, but um, uh, Millie did an incredible job. Um, I'm pretty sure he enjoyed that game today, so that's good. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then the whole last line now, all of a sudden, new, never play together, never. And um, uh, on top of that, yes, Thiago, of course, but I think the midfield played only once together before. Um, so interesting as well, the front three, they, they know, they knew each other, let me say it like this. So uh, for that, it was really good, but we had to do it. You, you, you saw um, the intensity of the game, we, we had to pay for that as well. It was second half, we were not that clear anymore. We scored the goals, yes, but we were not that clear anymore the end, to the end of the second half. Crystal Palace really, um, yeah put an extra shift in, brought more offensive players, chipped the balls in behind our fullbacks. We had to run a lot. You cannot press these balls, obviously, you have to run a lot. Mm. We had to mm. defend it either with skill or luck and Ali, um, but we did it. And um, so for, for the moment, I'm really happy. The only little bit this time overshadowed by Thiago, but we hope all oh, that's not that serious. He felt his cuff. Um, 
And now we hope really that uh, it's not that serious. Brilliant. Okay, James Pearson, then we finish with Paul Joyce. James. Hi, Jürgen. Um, can I just ask you about Canate's uh, debut? Um, you, you must have been delighted with the way he, he fitted in today. And just what, what has it been like for him? You know, has there been an adaptation period for him to adjust to the, the style of play and exactly what you want from him? Yeah, definitely. That's very important. So I think we all saw what kind of potential the boy has. It's incredible. Physicality, technique, um, game understanding, it's all there. But when you're uh, as a young boy already skilled, like obviously Ivo is, then you rely sometimes on, on, on these skills. And um, they are, and now and the, the Premier League teaches you then harsh lessons. Um, like and today was a good example. Example for um, Crystal Palace playing there with first Benteke, then Eduard, Saha all the time, cutting inside, are you around? So that's proper. And these are proper strikers and uh, he did really well. But of course, when you play your first game, maybe it's not so nice when you play then a completely new last line, but together with Wirtz and Millie on his side, it worked really well. Costas played top game as well. So it worked well, but there's a lot more to come from him. He's, uh, he's still young and um, yes, he has to, of course, it's hard. They all had to adapt to the, the way we play um, and to the league, of course, as well. That's that's a special league here. And, and he's, he's in a really good way. I'm really happy about the process. And then Paul Joyce to finish our press conference. Paul. Jürgen, are you committed to rotating more this season? Have you gone into the season with the mindset that you will rotate more often? Yeah. I think we did in the past as well, but maybe if you ask me like this, um, then maybe not often enough. I don't know. Um, it's like you want to line up the best, the best possible team, and that has obviously different, different um, factors. One is who play together. It's, it's we, today it was rhythm or freshness. We decided for freshness, so that's how it is. Otherwise, we could have played one or the other um, again. We didn't want that. We, to Alice, not injured or anything. We just left him completely out of the squad. That has. Uh, we don't get in danger to bring him on or whatever. Um, so then obviously trend was we planned to bring him, but no, um, that's sorted as well. Uh, so that's it. We, we will rotate. We always rotated. But um, you see in the last line, um, in the last years, we couldn't rotate really um, because there were almost maximum two fit very often. Um, and the third one was already a midfielder. Uh, in midfield, hopefully we have the numbers to do. We need that because I said it before the game, this is the engine room of the team. We need to make changes there. Um, and up front, we have different opportunities as well. And um, so that's good. How often we'll do it. I didn't make a plan yet already for the season, but um, as often as necessary and possible. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. Uh, another big Liverpool win. You love to see it. Um, admittedly, in the end, the scoreline probably made it look a, a bit more comfortable than it actually was on the day. I think Palace definitely made this a difficult day at the office for Liverpool. But big positive is obviously that we did get the game out of sight with the big 3-0 win in the end. But if Palace had taken their chances, it might have been a slightly different story because... There were some dodgy moments for us along the way. You know, we are playing some absolutely fantastic football at the moment, but that slight worry is that we're not always making all this beautiful play 
all these chances were creating payoff and scoring more than one goal earlier on in the game. You know, we saw it midweek against Milan where we dominated the first half, then let them come back into the game. And I was slightly worried that the same thing might happen today when we only had the one goal lead. That's definitely an area that's going to need to be worked on. You know, the players are going to need to be more clinical um, and put these games out of sight earlier because every point matters (laughs) at the end of the day and we don't want to be risking dropping any in a title race. You know, there were a couple of heart-in-mouth moments over the course of the match, you know, a couple of weak penalty shouts from them, but some other really good chances they had as well. Um, You know, we were a bit sloppy at times with losing the ball, letting Palace come on to us. But I thought Canate did a great job in his first game, bar a couple of awkward moments. I think he and Milner dealt with Zahar really well down that side. Benteke was kept quiet, so he couldn't get the big narrative goal (laughs) against us. Um, Milner obviously coming in last minute for Trent. He's just Mr. Reliable, isn't he? Always does whatever job is asked of him brilliantly. And it was the same again today. Canate getting that first start alongside Van Dijk, he kept a clean sheet on his debut, ultimately. Um, Allison difference maker again when we needed him to be to make those big saves during those couple of periods where we did let Palace have too much, um, too much possession, too much of a foothold in the game. But, but yeah, that's the negative stuff out the way because it seems kind of glib to to moan too much when we've just won by three goals um, in the end. You know, Sadio Mane obviously got the opener, his 100th goal for Liverpool after great corner from Simakas. Simakas, who is so good as that backup left-back now and just imagine how good he's going to be when he actually gets a proper night's sleep. Um, Salah's shot obviously was saved. Sadio Mane tapped it in, which... You know, we deserved the lead um, and he loves a goal against Palace. Sadio Mane, I think that's like nine consecutive games against them. He scored him, which is bonkers. And it's wild to me that I've seen some people writing Mane off this season, saying he's passed his best. Because to me, he really looks to be getting back into his groove um, again after, you know, a poor season last season by his standards. I think he looks well rested. Yes, he's finishing has been a little bit wayward um, at times so far, but his movement, his desire, his anticipation, his footballing brain, if you like, have all been on display. And I think he really got into his rhythm today, obviously along with Mo Salah, who's pretty much been at the races since the season began. To be honest, we saw that when he scored the second to finally make it 2-0 um, and put the game beyond doubt. Um what a player. We're basically out of superlatives to describe Mo Salah at this point. Just what an incredible player he's been for this football club. And speaking of incredible, then Cater got the third and what what a goal that was. I couldn't tell if he was doing like a Cantona-esque celebration or if he actually surprised himself with how sweetly he caught that shot because what a belter of a goal that was. Um... Also worth saying before Keita actually came on, we finally got to see this three-man midfield start in the game that I think we've all expected more of this season um, in Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago. Henderson obviously in his 200th game as Liverpool captain today um, and what a captain he's been for this football club. Love that man. Um, But yeah, the midfield three, I really enjoyed seeing them together. You know, we haven't seen it as much as we probably would have hoped for. They're as I said, a little bit of sloppiness at points 
with giving the ball away, but I like the way they're able to interchange because they're also well-rounded. Any of them can drop in for the defensive work. Any of them can attack with long shots, late runs into the area. They all had their chances to score quite a few times, which is an additional threat we need. Um, I'm sure Patrick Vieira enjoyed watching such well-rounded midfielders today. Um, only worry was Thiago did limp off, but hopefully that's nothing major. But yeah, loads of positives from that midfield and from the whole team and the whole squad we're seeing Klopp use at the moment, which is great. Um, and yeah, another big win, still unbeaten, 13 out of 15 only one goal conceded. Man City dropping points is a big bonus today too. And could hear the cop chanting, the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league, which sums up my feelings as well. This team and this squad are being thoroughly underestimated by rival fans and pundits. And that might start to fade now because of this great start, but I'm still confident in us as the front runners and confident in us keeping this great run going on the way to number 20 which yeah here's the next one cheers up the reds steve dawson on liverpool's big 3-0 win at home today super super game against crystal palace and um big day because city dropped points as well so that's all very nice indeed i'm absolutely fascinated at the rotation that seems to be taking place in the central defence. We've gone from the ridiculous to the extraordinarily ridiculous now, haven't we? I mean, the, what a campaign we had last year with struggles with injuries in the centre of our defence. And now we've got four very, very tidy players. I thought Canate was very impressive today. And, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp said he's got to find a way. He's got to find a way of keeping Virgil van Dijk in particular healthy. And I'm quite proud of myself. I, I predicted the central defensive pairing for the Champions League game earlier this week. And I, I got today's pairing right as well. And it's very pleasing for me because we've got, we've got four top quality central defenders, haven't we? Clearly, Virgil is the king. But the idea of getting three players that can be very heavily relied upon to play alongside him and then also to to form a pairing themselves when VVD needs a rest is is a very good situation for us to be in. And, and once again, take a look at how effective our central defenders are in both penalty areas, not just our box, but in our opponent's box as well, particularly for set pieces. And, and that was a key, a key aspect of uh, some of the goals we scored today. It was a, a little bit uh, sad to see Thiago limp off especially given that we've lost Harvey Elliott at least until the new year it seems um, I doubt that Thiago's injury will be as long term as that but we, we don't want to get too light in the centre of the park it was good to see Curtis Jones come on and be confident enough um, to put in a, a strong display in the in the moments he had and what about Naby Keita I mean, he's, a, he's a big favourite of mine and what a strike that was I was watching this one in the in Carragher's Bar in New York, which is a massive Liverpool bar. If you ever find yourself in the Big Apple, it's uh, between 7th and 8th Avenue on 39th Street. And uh, everybody was on their feet when, when Naby let that one go. Uh, really, really good to see him do that. And I loved his celebration as well, almost as if he couldn't believe it. And yet at the same time, he, he knows, and I think Jurgen Klopp knows, that he's well capable of that sort of thing. 
and we have uh, you know we have a uh, enough players in the center of midfield to ride through the storm uh, where Harvey and Tiago are going to be out in the in the short term at least um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain again probably will be a little bit disappointed that he didn't get involved in the mix but we have a Carabao Cup game to come and I, I imagine there'll be an opportunity for him to uh, have a little run there at the very least so yeah big day I thought Jordan Henderson played well um, uh, it was it was a little bit strange. The only thing I'd say about the the starting lineup was that it was a a little bit strange to put um, Costas Simicas at left foot, given the left back, given the disruption to the rest of our back line there with Trent uh, ill and not being able to play. Simicas is a genuine replacement. I mean, he's um, he's very capable, and I thought he had an an excellent game. But I probably would have waited another week to play him but it all worked out very very well indeed didn't it uh yeah great day very very pleased with that one at galasahi on twitter g-u-l-a-s-a-h-i steve dawson with his take off the back of alex watt from did it cross the line podcast both mentioning man city dropping points too which adds to the feel-good factor after seeing off palace this afternoon time now to dive into the blood red podcast facebook group matthew jones writes really pleased to get another three points at the end of a week where it's been a fair bit of rotation to come away with three wins out of three is good the games keep on coming though and it'll be interesting to see what the side is against norwich before we then have a potentially awkward game away to Brentford next weekend. Sarah Downey, Ruiz Velasco writes, what a goal from Cater. Great result, especially after a weird start. Great to see some rotation taking place. I hope Thiago is all right. You'll never walk alone. And Ali says, happy to see Cater doing the business. Maybe this could be a kickstart in his career to get back to what he was like at Leipzig. For more in the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, or if you want to feature on post-game yourself, follow the link in the description of the pod, or head to Facebook and search for Blood Red. Before we go, a warm post-game return to Simon Donnelly. This is my first contribution to the podcast for a, a good long time, and it's it's nice to be back, um, which goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that it's nice to be back, allowed back at Anfield. It's just nothing like being live at the game. That's the only way to experience it, really, and... I think the gods of football owe us one a little bit because we waited so, so long for that title and just the circumstances in which we won it. When to see Jordan picking up that trophy, I'll never forget that. Seeing Jordan picking up a trophy in an empty Anfield, it was such a bizarre mix of um, joy and disappointment almost that no one could be there. So it is great to be, to be back in Anfield. I think we're five games in now and the table is starting to take some kind of of structure, some kind of form that we can really see where, you know, where the way things are going. And I'm glad to say after today, at least for today, we're clear top. It was nice to see Man City getting a little draw there as well. Uh, at least until tomorrow we're top and by tomorrow I'm sure we'll be joint top. And so things are looking, looking rather good. Goals uh, are coming... From generally all round the team, as always, you've got Mo and Mane sticking them in, but it's nice to see Naby Keita get one today. And it's also nice for me, I've been dying to see Canate alongside Van Dijk because I think that's probably, no disrespect to uh, the other centre-backs we've got, but I think that's probably the, the way he's going to go. And it'd be lovely if they those two could strike up a, 
a real good rapport because they're a pair of units, aren't they? You know, I wouldn't fancy trying to get around the back of them two. They are big lads. Uh, so it was nice to see him get a start today, and I'm sure over time Virgil will sort of take him in hand and, and they'll do, hopefully will form a good partnership. Little game midweek in the EFL Cup against Norwich and then a tricky one next weekend away at Brentford who are doing Brentford who are doing very well at the moment. So amazingly good start. Great to see. Great to be back at the stadium. Let's continue this run. Come on, you Reds. Simon Donnelly with the final say on the 3-0 win over Crystal Palace. Great to hear him back on post-game. So Liverpool into full flight after seeing off the Eagles at Anfield as Sadio soars to 100 goals for the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.